Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Dan for Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers, here to share the easiest way to buy tires. Come to Dobbs. With the best tire brands and the biggest inventory, you'll get your tires the same day at the lowest price, guaranteed. Next time you need tires, get into Dobbs. Ferrario, he's Tanner Hendrickson, and I'm Brandon Kylie. We are broadcasting live from the E&B Granite Studio at the Centene Community Ice Center. And right now, as we do each and every Friday, we are joined by Mike McKenna, former NHL goalie, now the NHL analyst for the Daily Faceoff. He joins us via the Brown and Crippen Celebrity Line. Mike, we appreciate the time as always, my man. How you doing today? Doing pretty good, of course. A usual Friday. I've already been on the ice at Kirkwood, and uh, getting going here. I've actually been writing a little piece on some of the jerseys in the National Hockey League. I'll oh. have out later today at dailyfaceoff.com. And I can safely say that I think the Blues do have some of the best jerseys in the league. But I've got some targets on my list, and I'm going to be shredding them on this article. And it's it's kind of, it's almost kind of I feel bad writing it, but I realize you know what I got the bully pulpit here, man, and maybe I can make a positive change in the hockey world because you guys did you guys see last night? Yes, that game between the Canucks and the Flames and the beauty that was on the ice in the jerseys. Oh, it was see, gorgeous. See, it was beautiful, I and it could be like that every game. See, Mike, I don't like that that uh, Vancouver Canucks jersey. I like the the Todd Bertuzzi, uh, Marcus Naslin Vancouver Canucks jersey. You're crazy. You're crazy, That's, man. I like you, ones. but you're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Old school reference. Mike, God I had bless a, you, Mike. I'm going to be honest with everybody, and this is going to surprise everybody in our audience right now. Didn't see the game last night between the Canucks yeah, and the Flames. He's probably <laughs> watching college football highlights. <laughs> Wasn't watching the game. I was watching the news last night. Um, this is incredible. This is an all-time matchup with the jersey colors. It was. It really, and I think anybody that sees the, those Canucks jerseys, you're thinking of Pavel Bure flying down the lane, Kirk McLean with his iconic setup that Thatcher Demko replicated for the game. It was gorgeous, but I'm, I'm so happy that the Flames have gone back to that traditional color scheme yes. that they have, that they won a Stanley Cup with, with Al McInnes and Mike Vernon in the 80s, Lanny McDonald, yellow, red, white. That's all they needed. I don't know why they ever put black in those jerseys to begin with but the 90s were weird for everybody. It's just some teams have taken longer to get out of that funk and get with the times. I'm going to let you have uh, a little bit of room for most of your article, Mike, but I got to ask, who's your least favorite jersey in the league right now? Well, the Canucks are up there. I mean, those things are, you know, they've gone through so many different iterations. Like, I think they're okay now, but those black ones are just so good. I think the worst ones to me are the Oilers. They've got a glaringly orange jersey, and then they've got a navy jersey with a burnt orange and no white on it. Like it's a team with no identity, and their jersey doesn't have any identity. And they won 
what seems like 4,000 Stanley Cups wearing one of the greatest colorways of all time. Just go back to it. What's wrong with them? They got the rubric. Just go wear what Gretzky wore. Then maybe you'll be good again. Mike, you like the '90s jerseys, so what I'm hearing is you want the uh, the the Blues '90s clown jerseys back. Am I right? <laughs> Isn't it? Wasn't it funny how when they dusted those babies off, what two years ago now? I think uh-huh. maybe three, that everybody loved them because it was the novelty of it. It was almost like they were so brutal that we all looked at it and went, "Man, those were amazing." So, like, I'm cool with those coming back every now and then for the fun of it. And I actually think the red reverse retro was really well done but like i say i like where the blues are at now with the regular home and away and the third jerseys the ones they wore at the heritage classic those are just money i love the combination of the team now also bring back the white home jerseys am i right mike totally agree and for and for people listening the reason why that went away was because the advent of third jerseys and because the home team if you wore the home team so often wore their third jersey well the third jersey was always dark that's why the visiting team would always bring white on the road. I think the equipment managers are better that, than, that, better than that in today's game. They can handle bringing jerseys if they have two separate ones. I like white at home. I wish we'd go back to that. We're talking to Mike McKenna, former NHL goalie, now an NHL analyst for the Daily Faceoff. That's where you'll find his article later on today of the best and worst jerseys in the NHL. Mike, I did want to ask you about the guy that's going to be in uniform in net for the Blues tonight. It's going to be Ville Husso. We weren't sure how this was going to go after Jordan Bennington's impressive start earlier this week against Philadelphia. Were you surprised at all by the decision to go back to Ville Husso tonight? No, I'm not, because Villy's really carried the mail for the Blues. And at this point, you're still trying to get Bennington good starts at a good pace and let him keep working on things. I would expect Bennington to go on Sunday against Chicago uh, almost for sure, no matter what. I think really what may settle in here, if Bennington continues to play well and if Huso plays well, is we could see something of a rotation. And I don't think this is going to be an exact one-for-one type of thing, but it is a strength of the Blues to have both goaltenders going. And... You know, Billy Huso could use another game. He hasn't played in almost a week here. That's how long it's been. It's been a really light schedule for the Blues. You don't want to let a goalie sit for the better part of a week and a half without playing. So I think the timing of that makes sense, but it was a major step in the in the right direction for Jordan Bennington, especially some of the saves he made early in the first period were big, but as the game progressed, he was able to keep it going. And I know that that's been something of a tough part for him when I watched this year was how was the second period? How was the third period? He was good throughout the course of that game, but it was also kind of a laugher, guys. Like, it was good for him to get that game in Philly. Good vibes from 2019. I had a front-row ticket to that game. I was the backup for the Flyers. I remember it firsthand. Sometimes you get a little juice in a city where you've played well previously, and it looked like Benner had that going on Tuesday night. Mike, is there any concern, though, of not playing him in back-to-backs that you know possibly he loses that confidence to where if you make him sit in this one and he doesn't play till Chicago? No, I don't think so. I mean, he's been through the ringer. He's been up and down through the American League and back to the NHL. And uh, I don't see that as being a detriment to Bennington. I think, if anything, you're just going back to a couple nights ago and thinking, yeah, man, I was back on my game. I feel good about it now. It's not a time thing. It's not that he's going to take four days off before he gets another chance and he's going to forget how to play or how to carry confidence. And and let's be honest here, guys. Like This is something of an easier stretch for the Blues. This is good timing like we talked about last week. Philly, Buffalo, Chicago. You get a mix of any of these games, and it's good. And like I say, I would expect Bennington on Sunday. Can't ever guarantee it. 
but I think there's a really good chance of it. Yeah, I think that's kind of how they go as well. We were talking about this earlier, Mike, and we think it's going to go two for Huso, two for Bennington in the next four games, and you could split it up however you want, but uh, you've also got the back-to-back next weekend between the Islanders Mm -hmm. and New Jersey. So the schedule actually kind of works out really well where it almost forces their hand even if they didn't want to go this route. So that makes a lot of sense. The other guy that I wanted to ask you about today is the other Jordan with Jordan Kyrou. He didn't have his greatest game against Philly. He ended up having just one shift in the last 12 minutes of that game. And he's been on a little bit of a struggle since the All-Star game. One goal, two assists since then. And yesterday, Craig Burby was asked about it. And he basically said, listen, listen he's, he's not skating right now. And we need him to stop with the turnovers. But they believe in him. They think it's, it's going to be fine. What have you seen since the All-Star game from Jordan Kyrou? And uh, how do you feel about the way that Craig Berube since then has handled Jordan Kyrou? You know, I, it's kind of a mixed bag, and, and I think part of that's just the natural come down from an all-star event. But that lighter schedule of the Blues probably hasn't played into his strength very much because he's like once he gets rolling, it makes a difference to his game. He starts to string them together. I liked him against Toronto. I mean, how many times were Jordan Cairo's feet going downhill towards the net against the Maple Leafs? I actually thought he was really good in that game. And, and a lot of it, like you can kind of tell with, with him, when he's generating shots on goal, that's when he's at his best. And Montreal, Ottawa, didn't happen as much against them. And then in Philly, like I, I thought Cairo was good for the first half of the game to the extent that he possessed the puck. But it wasn't just Cairo; it was the Blues in general. It felt like they were constantly searching for something more once they entered Philadelphia's zone. Now, Philly was clogging the middle of the ice. They weren't making passes easy. But the Blues kept trying to force things. And that's not Cairo's game. East to West isn't his game. His game is attack the net. Go. Use that speed. And if you can make a play from the hash marks down below, we've seen him and Thomas connect before other line mates, that happens. But it shouldn't be happening at the top of the circle as often as you saw against Philadelphia. And I think Barube's just sending a message here. Hey, man, get back to your game. Just skate. Move those feet. When that happens, he generates shots. Things go towards the net. Uh, Mike, a successful road trip, and I think it was a successful road trip, not because of the points, but also because that was a really good stretch by the defense. And I know a lot of people in St. Louis, a lot of people nationally have talked a lot about, you know, the Blues making a trade to upgrade that left-sided defenseman to play with Colton Pareko. But are you starting to see growth between Pareko and Mikola, and are you starting to believe in that pairing? Well, I believe and I see growth, but I'm really not sure if you're going to win, win and contend for Stanley Cup that Mikula is quite there yet. You know, I, I think if the Blues can't pick up a defenseman to put on that side, if, you know, if Sherratt or Giordano or whoever else you may find to go potentially on that left side with Pareko isn't available, I mean, you can run with Mikula and hope that it goes well. But I think there's a little bit of a hesitation there. And I do like his game. I do like the strides he's making, but there's still times where I'm not sure – he makes the most judicious decisions on the ice and ends up in places a little bit too far down, relying on Pareko to cover up for him. And, you know, it has been better recently, but really it's a tough spot to be in for Mikula too, because Pareko is such a dependable workhorse. Like they take a lot of draws in the defensive zone and that's not easy for a young defenseman in the league. It's gotten better, but you know, you look at the goal shares five on five, they've been on the ice for a lot more goals against than goals for. And, Again, it's getting better, but you know that's a concern, especially when you look at Krug and Falk. I mean, 5-on-5, Krug and Falk, they've been on for 37 goals, 4-13 against. 
You know, that's that's different than Perico and Mikola. Again, more offensive zone starts for Krug and Falk, but they're a much more dynamic combination as of right now. So I'm not sure if Mikola is going to fit on that top line, top defensive pairing come playoff time. I think there's a chance of it, but I'm sure that Doug Armstrong is looking for something maybe as an upgrade for this season, maybe not in the future, but definitely for the rest of this in playoffs. And we're going to talk about that coming up here in about 15 minutes or so. I tend to be on the same line of thinking as Mike McKenna. We'll discuss that further coming up at the top of the hour. Mike, we always appreciate the time, man. Enjoy your weekend. We'll talk with you again next week, my friend. Sounds good. It flies by, doesn't it, guys? Man, I just... It's, I can't get over it. 20 minutes goes by like nothing. So enjoy, <laughs> the, enjoy the game tonight. Buffalo in town. There's a team. <laughs> Absolutely. They, they are They are certainly an NHL hockey team. That I could agree with you on. He's Mike McKenna. Check out his work over at the Daily Faceoff. Follow him on Twitter at Mike McKenna 56.